This is Juliana McIntosh. And I'm Brad Sutton. And And this this is is The Art Art of of Drinking. Drinking. With Join Jules. And your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast. Where you learn how to make two drinks. A classic. And a twist. Plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests. Your home crafted masterpiece. Brad, I love this cocktail. I always say, what are we drinking? But everybody knows by now, by looking in the description, what we're drinking. (laughs) I say that every time. I'm going to cut it out now. But I will (laughs) say about this cocktail, this is one of my favorites. And I think for anybody who knows me, who's followed me long enough, knows that I love tequila cocktails. And this is, which is funny because this really is a classic cocktail. We didn't cover it in the classics though. Well, yeah, it's, it is, it is a classic cocktail. And by the way, I mean, so obviously we're talking about the Paloma, which is literally, oh, it's a go-to for me in the summer, in the spring. I mean, here it is. It's winter. I'm I'm drinking one. Like it's such a great cocktail. You know what I love about the Paloma too is if you don't want to put all the effort into making a margarita, you can just make a Paloma. Now, we kind of judged this one up a little bit. And, yeah, and you so did. It's, it's got the same level of effort, but in its simplest form, it's just tequila and squirt, right? Mm-hmm. But this is something a little extra, but it's such a great cocktail. And so is it a classic? I guess it is, but it, it's not very old. Right. And it, we haven't been drinking Palomas here in the United States for very long. So it's kind of hard to call it a classic. I don't know. I guess it's a classic that got overlooked. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. If you go back to the time it was, which I know we're going to have a history lesson. Yeah, yeah. I could see that being the case. It hasn't been around. But I do think a Paloma is such a classic go-to cocktail because it's easy, it's delicious, it's refreshing. I mean, it's really hard to mess up, really and truly. Yeah. So long as you like grapefruit, right? Totally. And if when you combine citrus with tequila, that's a classic combination right I there. think you can enjoy Jules' fashion make it fresh. And I think especially in the winter, which Brad, I don't know how produce looks like for you, but citrus really and truly is in season in the winter. Like grapefruits are, I don't know, again, I don't know about Minnesota, but right now grapefruits are everywhere. And even the pomel, like grapefruit is all over my grocery store. So during this season, I love to make them homemade using fresh grapefruit juice and then using soda water to spritz it up. But I will say if you can't find grapefruits, the grapefruit soda is a great option and the classic way to make it, right? Totally. And for people who are like, oh my God, I'm just listening to a recipe here about soda and spirit. <laughs> I took it to the next level. I made, and I will teach you how here in this episode, how to make your own homemade grapefruit soda. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome and so good. I even went so far as to make grapefruit slice gelatin shots. That's insane. Yeah, I took the grapefruit, the the cup, I filled it with grapefruit flavored gelatin, which I made from fresh ingredients. And then I sliced that into slices and it is so freaking good and so cool. And then of course, we're gonna teach you how to make the Paloma using all those great ingredients, plus some fresh grapefruit I, I'm juice. just gonna rattle off how I've always made my fresh Palomas, which isn't using grapefruit soda at all. So just quick, it's an ounce and a half to two ounces of your tequila or... You could even do mezcal here, Brad. I know you're not a mezcal guy, but you could, or you could do a split base. 
And then what I do is I do about an ounce to an ounce and a half of fresh grapefruit juice. I do a splash, like a half half squeeze of a lime, a little oh, you bit, I know, a little bit of agave or simple syrup. I mix that in my glass and then I top it with soda water. And that's how I make it really easy and homemade. But really and truly the easiest way is with the squirt. But this way I feel like you can control the amount of grapefruit, the amount of sweet. I don't know. It's I think it's preference on how you want to make it. When I make these and I'm just using grapefruit soda, I use two to three ounces of tequila. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can. It's and so, little, especially if you're using- a little squirt of lime and do salt. Do you use nice tequila? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Say no more. You don't, you don't want to use the mixto. No. Mixto. If anybody doesn't know what a mixto is, it's terrible. It's not 100%. Blue Weber agave. It's it's what forty nine or fifty one percent agave and then forty nine percent crap. <laughs> Excuse my language. Yeah, the, the mixto is uh, your bad memory. Yep. Of tequila. So if you're like, oh, I hate tequila. I got so sick on tequila. If you probably were drinking mixto and it probably was in a square bottle by a very popular name. Mm-hmm. I was like, Cuervo. Uh And so uh, you know, listen, there are far better tequilas out there. And admittedly, I didn't become a tequila snob until recently because I was always yeah. kind of like, yeah, tequila, meh. Oh, I've had some so delicious good. tequilas. And man, when you get a good tequila, stop, drop, and roll. Like it is game over. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It makes a cocktail. Makes a cocktail that much better. Yep. Okay, so you're doing the classic, but you're also doing a twist. I feel a little... A taken back, but like in the best way. I'm impressed that you did the shots. But what I'm going to do, I'm going off script and I'm bringing it back to a classic recipe, Brad, that I, this was one of the first recipes that Luciana and I made together. Mm. We're going back four years now, three, three Luci- years, four years. Luciana, your sister. Luciana, my yeah. sister. Yeah. For those of you that don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Luciana and Juliana. I know. Yeah. So I'm throwing it back to my frozen Italian. Paloma pitchers. Because if there's oh. one thing I love most, it's I call myself the CEO of Spritz Season and the Margarita Queen. And so these like really <laughs> go together because you're having tequila, but you're also having Campari. So you're having like the Italian with the Mexican influence. I think it's really fun to combine the two. And this was a classic from day one. And I'm bringing it back for the podcast because it's a fun one to batch. It's frozen, it's refreshing, and it gives you all the Paloma vibes, but also the Amalfi Coast as well. So it's like you get a little bit of both. Yeah, right on. Yeah, those, those I can see those flavors going together. So yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I know we, uh, in this episode, we're, we're going to try to change things up a little bit, and we're pushing the what do you need to go buy into the actual recipe, because I don't know, I'm kind of starting to feel a little redundant mm-hmm. in previous episodes. Yeah. We don't want you to feel like you have to remember everything. We'll just do it in one swoop. So Yeah, and then here's the deal. Like it saves everybody a little bit of time. And the recipe is always in the description of the podcast episode as well as on the line, right? On the lines. Why don't we move into the second part of the show? Let's get on with the Jell-O, the grapefruit Jell-O shots. All right, Brad, yours has... More steps than mine. If you can believe it, this is interesting for me because normally it's the other way around. But I'm going to let you take the wheel first because I think yours is going to be really good. And I'm really excited for those. Grapefruit wedges. 
Oh, yeah. So here's the deal. We're going to talk about three things. I'm going to talk about three things. Jules has got her own thing she's going to talk about. So like I said before, we're going to talk about how to make your own grapefruit soda. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about how to make your own grapefruit slice, gelatin slice shots. Can't wait. So a little boozy gelatin slice. Yes. I think that needs a better name. Maybe boozy gelatin shot. I like that. Yeah. And then I'm going to tell you how to make the Paloma. Let's get into making the grapefruit soda first. And so what we need to do is we need to create our base. So think of this as the syrup in a soda. Mm -hmm. And what I love about making your own grapefruit soda is you control the flavor of the soda. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you up front, I happen to like a two to one ratio because it's half ounce of grapefruit soda base to one ounce of soda water, which wouldn't actually fill your glass. So let's just do one ounce to two ounces. Some people might want to back it off a little bit. Others want maybe more intense flavor. I feel like that's kind of spot on for where I would want my soda if I was using regular soda mm-hmm. in the cocktail. So if that all made sense, go grab your veggie peeler. What you're going to do is you're going to peel two grapefruits and you're going to peel one lemon. Hmm. And then you're going to have a saucepan off to the side, a medium saucepan. So put those peels in the saucepan, not in any heat right now. That'll cause problems if it is. So have that off to the side. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take your grapefruits and you're going to juice those and you're going to place that juice in a separate container. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to take your lemon and you are going to juice that and you're going to place that into a separate container, a different container. You don't want them in the same container because they're different ratios. Okay. Now, go grab your medium saucepan, and then you're going to put nine tablespoons of sugar. Why do I say nine tablespoons? Because it works out to like 0.56 cups. So just go do nine tablespoons, okay? Yeah. And then you're going to add a cup of water, two-thirds cup of fresh grapefruit juice, and one tablespoon of fresh lemon juice. Mm -hmm. Your peels are in there. And so what you're going to do is you're going to bring that to a simmer and stir it until the sugar dissolves. Once it comes to a simmer, you're gonna remove it from the heat and you're gonna let that sit for an hour. And then after an hour, you're gonna strain the contents into a glass jar or whatever vessel you wanna strain it into that's gonna hold that stuff. I'd say a glass jar because you're not gonna use all of this at once unless you're having a party. And then you're just gonna cover it and let it hang out in your fridge for up to two weeks, okay? Once you actually have the base made and you want to have a little soda for yourself, go back to that two to one recipe I just told you about or play with whatever ratio you want. It's a delicious, refreshing beverage and it's going to be awesome when the weather gets hot or Mm -hmm. if it's already hot where you're at. Now, we're going to grab some more grapefruits. Now we're going to grab three medium grapefruits and we're going to cut those in half lengthwise. So that's from the tip to the tip, right? So Mm -hmm. you'll see a little dot where it hung off the tree. That's the head. Mm -hmm. So you're going to cut that lengthwise, and then you are going to scoop the pulp out, right? So you want to get all the pulp out of there, and you don't want to break the skin. So just don't be too aggressive when you're scooping. But what I do is I kind of start it with maybe a little bit of a knife, and then I just run my spoon in between the pith and the meat, Yeah, and I just start scooping that out. After you have six empty cups and you're going to put that pulp in another bowl, Mm -hmm. now you're going to juice that stuff. I just used my hands and I was just squeezing it. You can juice it however you want, but you're going to want the juice. And you're going to want about a a cup and a half of juice. So if you don't come up with a cup and a half of juice for some reason, you can supplement with like the simply kind of grapefruit juice, but you should have enough juice there between what you did with the soda 
would it what be, you're doing now. Would it be weird to do a little lime if you had extra limes? That'd be weird. Hey, man, you want to mix up your citrus? Go for it. I haven't done grapefruit and lime together, but I don't know why that wouldn't work. What yeah. might actually be cool is lemon, lime, orange, like just kind of go all citrus. Total citrus, yeah. So supplement, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, at the end of the day, what you're making is a jello shot. Yeah. So who cares? <laughs> it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're going to pour in a, in a separate cup now. Your grapefruit juice is off to the side. Now you've got a separate cup or bowl. And you're going to pour one cup of vodka into that bowl. If you want to do tequila, go for it. If you want to do rum, you want to do whatever you want, fine. Yeah. Vodka's, you know, pretty neutral. Mezcal. So I did vodka. <laughs> <laughs> you can do mezcal. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then, yeah, seriously. And then you're going to take two packets of Knox gelatin. Knox is a brand of gelatin. If you don't have Knox and you got something else, fine. Just go grab two little packets. They're in little packets. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna sprinkle that over the vodka that you're gonna kind of mix it up and you're gonna let it stand. Meanwhile, you're gonna bring a cup and a half of grapefruit juice to a boil. And then once that comes to a boil, you're gonna bring that saucepan over to the gelatin mix and you're gonna pour that in. So by God, make sure you got a big enough bowl for all that stuff, right? <laughs> then you're gonna go take a quarter cup of sugar and you are going to pour that into the bowl with the hot grapefruit juice. And you're gonna stir that stuff around until it's dissolved. If you've got a muffin tin, this works really well. If you don't have a muffin tin, you have little ramekins or you've got little plastic cups, whatever you have, what you wanna do is you want the ability to stand these grapefruit halves, these cups upright so they're like bowls, so they're not rolling all over the place and you fill them up with liquid. Because the next thing you're gonna do is after you have all of those placed, you're gonna fill them up with your hot, liquid. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to carefully take that pan or whatever it is that you use to make sure that stuff sits stable. Walk over to the fridge. You're going to put it in the fridge. You're going to let it sit for a few hours. I let mine sit for about three hours. Mm -hmm. I pulled it out. Everything was perfect. You've got these cups filled so with gelatin. Cool. And then what you do is you just flip them over and you start slicing into wedges. And then you might want to trim up some stuff, but make sure the gelatin's cold when you do that. If you got a warm knife, even better. But if you don't have a warm knife, it's okay. Yeah. Everybody's going to be enthralled with the fact that you've got this jello shot in a in a citrus rind. So and you're cool. like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I did. When you sent me the photo, I was like, are you kidding me? That's so cool. Oh yeah. And I'm gnawing on one right now. It's so, it's so oh good. Oh my God. I know. I would add tequila in mine for sure. That would be so good. Yeah. I mean, put a, put a little mezcal in there and maybe like some battery acid or something. You yeah. Know? Um, <laughs> that sounds kidding. great. I know mezcal tastes better than battery acid. But you know what you could do is you could do a little half and half. I like the, I like doing that. So you don't get full mezcal. You get a little tequila, a little mezcal, a little yeah, mix. Yeah. Introduce a little mezcal. Come on now. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about making the Paloma. So yeah. we went through all this effort. We're thirsty now, right? Yeah. Yep. I've been making clear ice because it's been cold. Mm -hmm. If you have the ability to get some cracked ice, it looks super primo in the glass, but regular ice will do. And sometimes even go get the bag stuff right from the grocery store or the liquor store. Yeah. So you've got your Collins glass, which hopefully has been chilling all of this time. <laughs> all right. And you are going to take that Collins glass and you're going to take a lime and you're going to cut that lime in half and you're just going to kind of rim the top of the Collins glass with the, the pulp of that lime. Mm -hmm. 
because what you want to do is create a sticky surface because now you're going to dab that thing in kosher salt. Yes, you are. And you can get fun with salts here too. If you want to use tahine or something else, mm, go for it. I love tahine. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of just kosher salt. I think it just tastes so good. You're a classic guy. I get it. Yeah. I'm a classic guy. This <laughs> yeah. is what I do. What I do I the classics. <laughs> hey, you want to get fancy with the tahine? That's you. That's you. Not me. Not me. All right. So anyways, so now we're taking our glass. It's got the, uh, it's got the nice kosher salt around the rims. Mm-hmm. We set that off to the side, maybe put a little ice in there, right? And when you put the ice in, put it in carefully because you can knock the salt off. Otherwise. Yeah, we've all been there. So fill it up with ice. Fill it all the way to the top. In your shaker, 2818 Boston shaker. All right. You're going to take it apart and you're going to have the big side out and the small side is going to be filled with ice. And you're going to put in the big side in the big side, because you don't want to water down the ice too soon. Two ounces, I use Reposado tequila. If you have a Blanco Ooh. or a Silver or a Platinum or a Cristalino, whatever your favorite flavor of tequila is and you want to use that in that soda, go for it. Yeah. I love Reposado. And specifically, I use this tequila, and by the way, not sponsored, Cimarron. And I'm telling you, it was like, wow, so good. It was such a good sipping tequila aside from going in my glass and it wasn't that expensive. It was like 30 Tequila can make or break this, honestly. Oh, if you have bad tequila, you're going to have only an okay drink. If you have good tequila, you're going to have a great drink. Yeah. We got tequila in the shaker. Now we're going to take a half ounce of fresh grapefruit juice. We're going to take a half ounce of fresh lime juice. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to take a quarter ounce of simple syrup. And that's all I'm going to put in there right now. And I'm going to put the two sides of the shaker together. I'm going to shake that. And then I'm going to strain that into my Collins glass that has ice in it and a little salt in the top, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to take my homemade soda, which I did three ounces. So I did one ounce of the base, two ounces of soda water. That made me three ounces of grapefruit soda. Mm-hmm. And I poured that in over the top. If I have a little extra, because, you know, whatever, the ice is different shapes and sizes, I drink it. If I'm a little under, I make more soda. It's not hard. So you top that off with the soda. I take a bar spoon and I just kind of put that bar spoon in the glass. And I just, I try to pull the stuff from the bottom up to the top gently just to incorporate the flavors. So it's not all grapefruit soda on the top. And then you get to the bottom and then there's the drink, right? I just, I like them to be incorporated. Mm-hmm. I garnish it with a lime wheel, and then I take my little gelatin shot, yes. uh, my little grapefruit peel gelatin. Mm-hmm. I'll set that on top or I'll serve it alongside of the cocktail. Bonus, if you want to use limes, if you want to use lemons, whatever, you want to use oranges, go for it. It just is such a cool presentation. And by the way, they're delicious and people don't even know there's alcohol in them. So there's that. That sounds unreal as you take a bite of your wedge. I love it. I'm totally making those this weekend. That's so easy. It's so easy. Send me pictures. I will. Uh-huh. I'm going to, I'm going to, honestly, I don't think anybody can outdo Brad's garnish. I'm all about the garnish, Brad. Blown away when I saw the photo. We got to make these when we go down to like the Baja. Totally. Now, this might be something you make after you've had a couple of those and you don't want to bring out your shaker anymore. You can make a pitcher. Of Palomas, take that down to the beach. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, so this is a little bit easier. We're main, the main thing we're using is a blender. So, I'm gonna go with the ingredients first. Remember, we're putting this all in the blender and then we're putting it into individual glasses. This should serve about eight. Depends on on your pores. So pour how you like. I'm not gonna judge if it makes four or if it makes 10. I don't judge here. 
But what we're gonna wanna do is we're gonna grab our blender and we're gonna do two cups of tequila. I like to use a Blanco here because we're adding a couple of ingredients. So I think a mm -hmm. Blanco blends a little bit nicer than an aged tequila, but again, use what you like. A cup of Campari. Not only are you gonna get pink from the grapefruit, but you get this red from the Campari. So it's like this beautiful, like darker pink, it's gorgeous. Half cup fresh lime juice, a half cup fresh orange juice, and then one cup of grapefruit juice. I did about two tablespoons of a simple syrup here. You could also use an agave. And then I did blend about two cups of soda water. I know what you're thinking, bubbles with a blender. I have no issues with this, and I think it's Explosive. because- Explosive. Yeah, totally, but, and I have had that happen to me many times. I tried to make a- uh, <laughs> A you gotta put a warning label on this then. Like, hey, FYI, making a bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I tried to make like a, a seltzer pitcher and I just put 10 White Claws. This was like very early on and man, I didn't realize and it just blew up the kitchen. But this one, this one has enough of all the other ingredients that it's not just full bubbles. So I never had an issue with it. If you don't wanna blend that, that's totally fine but I added two cups of soda water. Now, extra bonus points, if you wanted to use a grapefruit soda here, they have, I think Topo Chico has a grapefruit flavor sparkling water. You could use that. And then about a cup of ice. I always say to add as much ice as you like the consistency, it's gonna water it down. So I always like to start with one cup. And if you wanna add more, you can, but I, I like one cup because I don't want it to get too watered down. We're gonna put that in a blender, blend it until it's smooth, everything's incorporated, throw that in a pitcher or keep it in the blender pitcher and just serve in individual glasses. Yeah, hey man, it's party time. Yeah, yeah, and and here's the easiest thing. A grapefruit wedge is just gonna sit, and it, don't make it super thick, but like a thinly sliced grapefruit wedge is just gonna sit right on top of that little frosty, goodness, cup of goodness you have right there, and boom, you're you're done. It's really delicious. The Campari, I think, gives it a really fun, interesting flavor. Aside from the classic Paloma, I think you're gonna have a little bit more bitter in there. Grapefruit in itself is a little bit bitter, so I like how that plays. But yeah, this one's easy. Throw it in a blender, and you you got a pitcher. So I, I love this one, and this really and truly was one of the first recipes I did, and I still use this recipe to date, so. Check it out, yeah, try it I'm out. I'm digging it. I, yeah. Yeah, I hear you clicking, big chicken. I'm totally yeah. gonna, <laughs> right? I'm gonna check this one out this spring. Like mm -hmm. I, I feel like this is patio party time. It is a patio party time. All right, well, there you have, geez, that's like four recipes in one episode. I hope you had your pen and paper out. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the recipes that Brad went through will be outlined on the website for sure as will mine, but we have to get into our history lesson before we talk any further, because I need to get to the bottom of when this cocktail was made so I can classify it as a classic or not. All right, let's do it. All right, the history of the Paloma. Now, Brad, I've heard, because I thought if you would have asked me when I started doing cocktails day one, that the cocktail of Mexico would be the margarita. But I've been hearing around the block that it's actually the Paloma that is their cocktail. Yes, word on the street. Word on the street is, is margarita is also great, but the Paloma kind of takes the cake apparently. 
Yeah. So the whiskey Coke to the United States is the tequila and the grapefruit soda mm. of Mexico. It's the Paloma is the national drink for sure. That's that's the go-to. It's so good. Let me let me preface this by saying first, let me wet my whistle here. <laughs> yeah, if you mm-hmm. haven't had a Paloma, mm-hmm. by the way, this is your excuse oh, too. Oh my God. So the first time I had one of these, I was at a, I was at a, actually a cocktail class. I was as somebody else was teaching the class. This is years and years ago. Yeah. And they made a Paloma and I was like, whoa, where's this been my whole life? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so refreshing. And you guys, there is no shame in using grapefruit. So by the way, it's got to be squirt, right? Yeah. Not, not other brands. It's got to be squirt. That's, totally. that's what they do. And there's a reason here. There's a, there's a history there. So let's talk about tequila for a second because it's an important player here in this opera. Yeah. Then we'll talk about squirt. We'll talk about the invention, the origin of the Paloma, and then we'll get into how this fancy thing came about that we're all drinking today. Tequila, a whole episode could be done on the history of tequila. Here's what you need to know. Tequila is old and it belongs to Mexico. Mm -hmm. Mexico is the only place where you can get tequila and specifically Jalisco. And there's Mm -hmm. some other states that are involved as well. Jalisco is the main producer and it must be made from blue agave. Mm -hmm. All right, we've talked about this and I think in a previous episode, tequila goes all the way back to the 1500s. They've been drinking tequila in Mexico as long as they've been drinking. Yeah. It goes back a ways. The roots are deep, no pun intended. (laughs) There you go. Also, you should know that tequila is North America's first distilled spirit uh-huh. and it is the first commercially available spirit. Hmm. Yeah. Mexico is a part of North America. I know yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, it's that Central America? Mm, nope, <laughs> no. North America. <laughs> no, no. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Check a map. Go back to school. Yep. You're wrong. Okay. Anyways, tequila was never, it wasn't that popular in the United States until like really mid-century. Yeah, it made it across the border. Prior mm-hmm. to that, it was making it across the border during Prohibition. We know the margarita goes a ways back. And so obviously they were making that with tequila. It was kind of like, oh, what's this new thing we found? It's tequila. It's like, oh, this thing has been around since the 1500s. Yeah, we drink <laughs> yeah. that all the time. Yeah. God, you guys have been missing out. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it, it became popular in the States during World War II. Not mm. super popular, but it started to gain popularity. And the reason is because... Spirits were not really that available from Europe. And we had reconfigured our distilleries here in the United States to support World War II, and they weren't making alcohol anymore. Right. This this is why tequila, like, okay, the rum became popular, tequila started yep. to become popular. And then, of course, the fraternities got a hold of it, and it was off to the races. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> After the war, tequila exports kind of dropped because we could find oh, other spirits yeah. here in the United States. And the tequila we were drinking wasn't particularly great. I bet. But they had great tequila in Mexico, just like they have awesome casacha in Brazil that we don't even know what that tastes like, right? You've got to be in Brazil to drink it. To drink great tequila, you had to be in Mexico. And then it wasn't until recently that tequila started becoming really popular in the United States. Like we became tequila snobs. Oh my God, yeah. That's the backdrop on tequila. Well, they've been drinking tequila and good tequila for a long time. So let's talk about squirt and it must be squirt, okay? <laughs> yes, hear Brad's words, must be squirt. In 1938, squirt was invented in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And Mexico didn't start importing squirt 
until 1955. Mm. So the Paloma did not exist prior to 1955 for sure. Okay. Maybe, maybe they were making it in Arizona because that's where squirt was invented. So somebody's sure. like, hey, let's put these two things together. But if they were, nobody was talking about it. it it's not Haritos, J-A-R-R-I-T-O-S. Uh, you know, you see that stuff all the time in supermercados or totally up here in, in Minnesota. It's like the ethnic se- section okay. of the grocery store. And which, it's by like, the oh, way, wow, I can get tortillas and beans here. Yeah, they're <laughs> so good. They have a soda water that's better than Topo Chico. Just fun fact. Oh, really? I'll have to check oh that out. God. I didn't know that. It is so bubbly and spicy. Don't make your eyes water. <laughs> and I totally dig their pineapple soda. What's the one? Orange soda is like a classic. Oh, for Come sure. Come on. It's a classic. Yeah. But the grapefruit soda was not. And it's it's good. It's just, it's not squirt. And right. that's the classic flavor, okay? Mm-hmm. Interesting fact. Their first flavor, which by the way, these guys came out in 1950. Their first flavor was coffee. Huh. Coffee soda. I mean, hey, I'm all about it, but that seems very progressive because I feel like coffee soda still isn't looked at highly even today. Have you ever had like a coffee tonic? No. Oh my God, they were so good. Yes. Really? Yes. And I honestly think the first time I had one was actually down in Mexico. They put a little bit of lemon juice in there, a little bit of coffee, sparkling water. Oh my God, it's fantastic. Well, I'm going to have to try one of these coffee tonics. Honestly, Mexico's really got it going on with their flavors. That's probably why they did a coffee soda. And then we were like, actually, that's weird. We don't like it. Make something else. (laughs) Yeah. What's that? (laughs) Yeah. It tastes like coffee. God. I drink it hot. Yeah, I bet you it was really good. This is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Squirt. So mm-hmm. here we're at, you know, we're, we're saying Squirt's the thing. And it's funny because Squirt, that was used by people who in high society, right? They use, they would put a bottle, yeah, a bottle of cold Squirt on the table and a bottle of tequila. And it was wow. three ounces to whatever, <laughs> whatever was left in the glass. You can put that Squirt in there. And if you're a bougie, you added a little lime and salt. Now, the people who were maybe a little less bougie drank something called Pato Pascal, and that is a grapefruit soda that's just cheaper than squirt. Maybe that's like their version of like our cola that's got a K <laughs> instead of a C. Yeah, like an, <laughs> off, an off brand. Store. Yeah. Yeah, totally. The stuff mom always used to buy. When, like, yeah. What is this? I hate Diet Shasta. <laughs> All right. People say they've been drinking Palomas since the 60s. And so it seems that that's when people start to remember drinking Palomas. And these are all kind of unofficial accounts. Mm -hmm. But that kind of makes sense. You know, if you you think about mixing tequila with a lime wedge or tequila with a lemon wedge, which by the way, that's that's very much Mexican. That's not a a United States adaptation. We took it from them. Mm -hmm. The frats did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To hide the crappy taste of Mixto. Yeah. If you think about those two flavors coming together, it only seems natural that you'd put squirt and tequila together. Let's talk about who invented the Paloma or who we think invented the Paloma or who people think invented the Paloma. And that is the late Don Javier Delgado Carona. Okay. There's a name. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, strong name. He was the proprietor and bartender at La Capilla which means the chapel, uh-huh. in Tequila, Jalisco, in Mexico. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be a fun place to hang out? Oh, From what man. I understand, it was like plastic tables, plastic <sighs> chairs. God. Maybe a little music in the background and some busted radio oh, yeah. speaker. Sign me up. But it was, I guess, 
yeah, it was, I guess it was a wonderful experience. This guy's, I, and I love this guy because his philosophy was smile when somebody walks in, greet them and ask them where they want to sit and get them a cool drink and a clean glass, which naturally I'd want in a wow. clean glass. But wouldn't it be nice if you walked into a bar today and some actually do give you this level of service, but they just treated you like that. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, for those of you that are bartenders out there listening to this, smile at your guests and make them feel like you want them at the bar. Totally. Like if that's not you, get out of the profession, please. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, nobody wants a drink from your stink face if you're not a happy person. Yeah. Like, forget it. I won't be a jerk if you don't be a jerk. Yeah, hey, I'm not coming in and like saying, serve me. I guess I kind of am, but I'm not like demanding that you do anything that's outside the job description. And that really even sounds like a Karen or a Ken. I'm just saying like, <laughs> Make me feel welcome. Like, I just I just want to, I'm going to go spend money here. Like, God. Totally. When you walk in and you can't even get their attention, it's like, I'm sorry. Sorry. Hey, am you I interrupting your, whatever you're doing here? Yeah. I'm smiling. Can't you smile? Hey, Brad, I'm with you. Whew. Man, get me going on that. Oh, customer service is important. Timmer, simmer. Busy, busy, busy. Can we talk about Don for Pete's sakes? Jeez. Okay, so he loved good service. He loved good service. <laughs> and he invented a drink called the Batenga. Batenga, Ooh. which was tequila, Coke, lime, and oh a salted God. rim. Should we that recreate? Sounds a lot like a Paloma. Yeah, we should recreate that. <laughs> that sounds freaking delicious. I know, I'm like, totally, I'm going to go try a Batenga. I guess they're pretty good. People like them. I bet. Did he invent the Paloma? No, he didn't. He even said, I didn't invent that drink. But people always say he did, and they're wrong. Huh. He's like, I didn't do it. So why is everybody thinking he made it? I don't know. Maybe because the Batanga is a lot like it. Who knows, right? Yeah. Fun fact also, Paloma, translated, means dove. Pomelo means grapefruit. And so it's quite possible that somebody, kind of like the British, screwed up Yenever, which looks like Geneva, and they just <laughs> called it gin. Somebody probably screwed up the Pomelo and said, ah, oh, Paloma. <laughs> And that's just the way we ran with it. Yeah. All right. We don't know who invented it. It was invented in Mexico sometime mid-century, probably mm -hmm. the 60s, maybe even the late mid-50s. How did it get to be this fancy version, right? Well, Paloma gained popularity when tourism was taken off in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And it really kind of a regional thing. Not everybody knew what a Paloma was. And we're talking like, you know, the 80s, the 90s. And then, you know, we know about Dick Bradsell and his little cocktail revolution that he started we using do. fresh ingredients and whatnot, yeah. right? Back in the, the 80s and that caught wind over here in the 90s. Somebody was probably looking in a dark corner somewhere or got a hot tip about this awesome drink in Mexico called the Paloma. And they're like, well, awesome. I'm just going to reinvent this using fresh ingredients. Mm -hmm. It was 1999 when it first appeared on a menu in a restaurant in Orange County. And then in 2000, a famous chef from Texas by the name of Grady Spears and a food writer named Bridget Binns published a book called Cowboy Cocktails. Mm -hmm. And the recipe was actually published within the book. Mm. Sadly, they called it the La Paloma, which translates to the, 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 the Paloma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it makes sense though for, I feel like when I went to Texas, they had, that was like on every single menu was the Paloma. Well, it makes sense, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a border state. Totally. And so if you're drinking Palomas in Mexico, somebody probably came over and said, do you have any squirt? Where's the tequila? Right. This is called a Paloma. And so I was like, hmm, what's what? it? 
That's a Paloma? Yeah. I'll take that. That's easier than a margarita. Right. Now we drink ranch water. You ever had a ranch water? Oh my like, God. I like ranch water. Have they're, I? Yeah, they're so refreshing. I know. Yeah, have I? Jeez. Jeez, who do you What think am I, I new am? around here? <laughs> I love a ranch water, which is tequila, Topo Chico, and lime. Yeah, or soda water if you don't have the Topo Chico handy, but the Topo Chico's good. Oh, it's good. Real good. You sip it down a little bit, you pour your tequila in there, put a little lime wedge, ranch water. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of it though, right? Like that's... No, but you could do the same thing with the Paloma now that I think about it. Sip the squirt down a little bit and then add your tequila right into the bottle and add a little lime wedge in there. Boom. I like to take a two liter and just kind of drink half. Yeah. And fill the rest up with tequila and then just slam that. But yeah, I don't know why yeah. I've never done that before. That go would be to, so And I go to my easy. kids' baseball games. And stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> squirt. <kidding>. Squirt. <laughs> that was a ball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If anybody out there is holding a squirt bottle out in like the middle of the day, I'll know. I'll know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Legit. Like when Ben, it was like Ben doesn't play baseball anymore, but when he did, the fields are right over here. We'd roll up a cooler, (laughs) like totally have like cocktails in the cooler, and yeah, we're drinking wine, sipping beers, and people are like looking at us, and I'm like, you're not judging because I know you want to be here drinking with us. There you go. A little bit about me. So that's it. That's the history of the Palomas. You know, it was just grapefruit soda, tequila, and then somebody got a hold of it and jewelsed it and decided to <laughs> zhuzh it up with some fresh ingredients and making some gelatin citrus oh, uh, wedge shots and bam. Yeah. Now we've got this awesome, phenomenal, wonderful alternative to the margarita. And I'm telling you, if you haven't had a Paloma, don't walk. Run. run and get the ingredients for this. And hey, listen, try it. Just was just squirt intended in tequila. Yeah. Put a little salt on the rim and add a lime or squeeze a lime. You're gonna drink this thing all summer long. And I've used diet squirt and sure. You know, I've even used like grapefruit flavored soda water. It doesn't have enough flavor no, for me in no. this drink. I think there are some soda alternatives for sure, but I'm with you, Brad. Have it right the first way, which is squirt and tequila. And then you'll understand how you can evolve it from there. Because it's just, I mean, it's good. I know what you want to say about sugar and soda. I'm the same way. I'm like over that whole thing. But every once in a while- Don't go and get diabetes over this, right? Right. But every (laughs) once in a while, go have a Paloma with a squirt and some really good tequila. And you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, and then make our recipes because you're going to be like, oh my yeah. God, they're genius. I'm making yours this weekend. I'm going to post about it. Awesome. Yeah. Please do. All right. I can't wait. Should we get into our tip section before we round out this episode? Uh-huh. All right, Uncle Brad, we are ending this episode like we do every episode with a tips section. Now, yep. We've said this before, tips don't have to relate to the cocktail we're making. I do think we've given, honestly, some tips though, like making your Paloma in the actual squirt bottle for this episode, but that's not gonna <laughs> yeah. be our tip, Classic okay? tip right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just build in the bottle. No, but seriously, <laughs> someone submitted this question a couple weeks ago and they said they wanted to learn more about smoking cocktails. Why do you smoke cocktails? Well, there's two reasons. It freaking looks cool. Oh, hey, I'm a home bartender. You want a cocktail? Yeah, let me let me smoke it for you. Th- there is something to be said about how cool that is. When you either pull out your smoker in the cloak, you have the smoker for your glass. Even if you smoke it with some fresh rosemary, you look like a badass when you're doing it. You have the smoke coming out, so you have the visual, you have the smell, you have the taste. I mean, it totally changes the complexity of a cocktail. 
and it depends on what you're using to smoke. So that is more so the why you would smoke a cocktail. And you could even smoke a Paloma. I've smoked a Paloma, I think, with thyme and just smoked the glass and it gave like a really nice aroma. And this is, we're talking elevated Palomas now, but you could do a lot of different cocktails. Now, I will go into some tips on how to smoke your cocktails because there are a couple of different ways you can. I get like a heat safe board. I have this wood board that apparently is heat safe. You wouldn't think wood would be heat safe, but I have not had any issues with it. This is the easiest way to smoke your cocktails, fresh herbs. Just get a thing of rosemary. Now, I will say when you're using fresh herbs to smoke your drinks, let them sit out. Don't pull them fresh from the fridge because they'll have moisture and they'll be harder to catch on fire and smoke. So I actually let mine dry out in the sun, put them out in the morning, let it dry out, put them out a couple of days. You're going to kind of want it to where they're a little bit more dry. All I do is I have my glass right there. I'm on the board. I have my torch or even you can even use a lighter. You don't even have to go so far as having a torch. Light that bad boy on fire and then pull the heat away. It'll start to smoke, right? The fire will go out and then you put your glass right on top of it and you let it totally smoke that glass. When I smoke cocktails, I've uh -huh. got like a smoking box and yeah. you know, I've smoked the glass. Here's kind of a, a cool one. And I actually learned this from a bartender. So you've got your smoking gun, mm -hmm. which is great. If you get a smoking gun, if you're going to smoke They're cocktails, awesome. go get a smoking gun. Yeah. It, it's it's pretty awesome. You're talking like a torch, right? No, it's the little thing that looks like a, a super oh, sophisticated oh, oh. bong, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. No, those are cool too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got the little basket in the back. You light the little bits of wood or mm -hmm. dried herbs on fire in the basket. You blow that out and now they're smoking. And then you flick the, the switch in the back of the gun. Yeah. It creates a vacuum that pulls the smoke down. And then there's like a long tube coming out of the front of the gun and then smoke's pouring out of that tube. So what I'll do is I will take a coaster mm -hmm. and I will smoke the contents of the glass. The drink Smart. is in there. And then I'll put the coaster over the drink and let the smoke just sit there and it's not going anywhere, right? right? So now it's just sitting in the glass and it's mixing with the, the flavors. Super And then smart. when I serve it to my guest or I serve it to myself, yeah. I just pull the coaster off and you give it a little wave in the air and the smoke kind of billows totally. and follows yeah, yeah. the coaster and yeah. there you go. Now, if you want to even level up that, option number three, open the door. You get a cloak smoking glass, which literally looks like the one that I have is like a wood base. It has like a little hole and that's where you plug in your smoking gun. And it's this glass cloak that goes over. So you put your cocktail, you can actually, the one that I have, you can fit two in there, put your cocktails mm -hmm. in there, put the lid on, stick in your smoking gun, and then you just smoke it. And the whole thing just smokes. And that creates kind of what you're saying, Brad, but 10 times, because it's like this whole experience. It's not just the one cup. It's like, just the smoke goes everywhere. So those are the three options to smoking your cocktail. And again, it is an extra added, but I think it's a super good add and it can totally change your experience for cocktails. And if you want to, slowly start leveling up. There's some really cool things you can put on top of your glass that also smoke. There's, I, They're like on Amazon oh, yeah. now too. Yeah, there's so, a little thing like, yeah, you can set it on top of the glass, you light it on fire and like the smoke kind of goes down. Yep. And the cold air sucks the smoke down. So you yep. can do that. It's awesome. So if you want to start getting into smoking your cocktails, I couldn't recommend it enough. It's so fun. Yeah. Your Uncle Tom 
who is known as T-Max Smokin, right? Uh-huh. In the circles of the barbecue world. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, he's actually, he's like a champion. No, he's like a big like, shot. We're talking like big yeah. shot champion. Yeah, not a hobby. He's actually really good at it. <laughs> that guy will smoke smoke. So yeah. I'm just saying like smoke yes. cocktails, that's that's Uncle Tom right there. Yeah. <laughs> we got to... We gotta, we gotta and make he some will be cocktails. the first one to tell you that when you're smoking wood chips or whatever you're smoking, there's flavor. So know what the oh, flavors yeah. are because it'll change. It'll change your overall flavor of the cocktail, whether you're smoking meat or you're smoking a cocktail. All right. Well, that's the tips. Yeah. That's the tips. That's all I got. Here we did. Cool. All, all right. right. Well, I am down to the bottom of my glass for the Paloma. So me too. That's a wrap. All right. On to the next. Bingo. Uncle Brad. Cheers, Jules. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Don't worry. We will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website, joinjules.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at The Art of Drinking Podcast. And of course, find Jules at Join Jules or Cigars and Vino. That's me also on the Insta. And hey, subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jules Cocktail Club and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jules and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts.